This is Vern Benham Grimsley with the Spiritual Renaissance Broadcast. All of your lifetime, you have watched the moon wax and wane in the evening heavens. Once a month, it is entirely full, a near-perfect shining sphere in the sky. Then it diminishes by degrees until it hangs like a thin, luminous fingernail clipping, only to enlarge once again until its full size and brilliance are disclosed. For thousands of years... Primitive peoples believed that the moon actually was shrinking away to nearly nothing. And on those awe-inspiring occasions when a total eclipse of the moon occurred, religious ceremonials and rituals were performed in desperate attempt to prevent the moon from vanishing altogether. The truth of the matter is, of course, that even though the moon may appear to section itself like an orange, smaller and smaller through the month, it really remains always the same size and dimension. It only sometimes looks smaller than it is. Living proof every night of your life that things are not always as they appear. This is a vital parable of the spiritual life. For there are times when God himself seems smaller or less powerful, or when God seems nearly to have vanished, just as the moon in the sky seems sometimes virtually to disappear, or is barely observable as a thin silver sliver far away. But all is not lost. God has not vanished. God is real and alive and there, even though he may appear not to be just as the moon is always just as large as always, no matter how diminished it may appear to be. The eternal God, your father and your friend, is ever-present and is changeless in his omnipotence, his omniscience, and his love. God is infinite and eternal, and God is the font of all reality, the creator of all things, and God is above all your loving father and your friend who cares for you with an affection which is astonishing in its magnitude. Because human beings are so often so fickle and unreliable, many assume that God himself might be thus capricious and flighty in his moods and whims, pleasures and angers. Yet the living God is constant in his goodness, truth, and beauty. Even when you think you can't rely on anybody on this earth, you can still rely on God. Ancient Hebrews conceived of God as the deity of the Horeb volcano, sometimes serene and sometimes erupting passion. But the highest thinking of the greatest of the prophets and spiritual teachers came to represent God not as an erratic despot, but as a loving father and a friend. Wrote Malachi, have we not all one father? Has not one God created us? Perhaps an emotionally unstable earthly mother or father might be kind one day and cruel the next, but not so with the living God. God is consistent and unwavering in his goodness and his mercy, his fairness and his love. God is not friendly at some times and then surly at others. God is amazingly consistent in his reactions and his relationships. Just as a good parent is always loving toward a child. God is always compassionate toward humanity, and more specifically, toward you, yourself, you personally. God loves you with an enduring and overwhelming love. God has a will for your life, which is the greatest good imaginable for your life. God cares for you and wills to put that caring into action. God bears for you not merely an abstract 
but distant fondness. No, God is right there where you are, in the dust and sweat of daily human life, helping you with your decisions, your actions and reactions, your hopes and follies, your dreams and difficulties. Whatever may befall you, God is there, and God loves you, and God wants all good things for you. When you encounter some problematic decision to make, God will help you to solve it. God will assist you in choosing the best alternative of the many choices you may face in some situation. God can give you both the inspiration and the insight to find your way down the sometimes dark and shadowy pathways of human life in order that you may reach the end of your days with peace and joy and love as a spiritually satisfied son or daughter of God. As you were born and intended to be, these things you need most in life are spiritual things. They're not power, wealth, and fame, but truth and beauty and goodness and strength and courage, peace and purpose, and all of these spiritual things are contained within the living will of the living God for your life, his plans and purposes for your existence. When you seek for God and his will, you are seeking for everything. And when you find God and his will, you have found everything, everything truly important to the living of your life for time and for eternity. It is a tremendous source of joy. One summer afternoon here at the ranch, a friend and I were standing out by the front lawn talking when a beautiful, brilliant, yellow-and-black monarch butterfly flew past us, and we both stopped what we were saying just to watch it and enjoy it for a moment. The human mind has a natural, irresistible impulse to recognize, respect, and respond to beauty and truth and goodness. But what is the origin of that impulse? Why is it that when you hear something true, such as God is love, that you internally have a feeling of the rightness of it, or when you behold something good, say a mother taking a sticker out of the foot of her child, you recognize and respond to it. There is something within you which is capable of sensing the reality of truth and beauty and goodness and expressions of love. It is a spiritual faculty of your soul to know these things. For God has circuited through your mind the ability to appreciate these higher things of life. God has given within your mind a fragment of infinity, a spark of spirit, a portion of God's own living presence. There with you to stimulate and inspire your thinking that you might come to understand and appreciate these better things of life and live in the peace, the joy, and the satisfaction of knowing God and loving God and loving other human beings as well. This is why you can never be fully satisfied in the living of your life if you live by principles of hatred, greed, and cruelty. You cannot become calloused to spiritual things and live a really happy life because the secret of happiness is spiritual. You were created to live by spiritual values, and life only feels right when you valiantly endeavor to live that way. A fish out of water flopping and writhing around on dry land soon perishes, and just as a fish was designed and created to swim in rivers, oceans, lakes, and streams, so was your soul designed and created to live and thrive in the spiritual value currents of this universe. 
You were designed and created to live in love for God and love for others. You were designed and created to hunger and thirst after righteousness and to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, knowing that all other things will then be added to you. You were designed and created to forgive and show mercy rather than being consumed by feelings of vengeance, revenge, and bitterness. You were designed and created to learn to love your enemies, overcome evil with good, bless those that curse you, and pray for those who despitefully use you. You were designed and created to share your inner life with God, to pray without ceasing, to ask God's guidance, power, and wisdom for your life, to praise and worship your heavenly Father and bless his holy name with all the gratitude of an overflowing heart. You were not designed and created to live the mean and grasping existence of a miserable, shrivel-souled skeptic with the poison of anger pumping in your veins with every heartbeat of hatred and sullen selfishness absorbing your time and your energies. You were not created to live that way, but rather in the free and joyous peace and power and purpose of a liberated son or daughter of the living God filled with love for God and everyone, rising each day with the sunrise to face the morning with a heart as cheerful as a chirping bird, living life as a labor of love, and satisfied by your work in the world, and with a genuine sense of accomplishment as you strive to do the will of God and to glorify God in every thought and word and deed. That is how you were born and created to live as a son or daughter of God and filled with faith and hope and love. Nothing less will feel really right to you. God created you to live with a feeling of being at peace with the universe, feeling right with God and humanity and living by true values. That is what feels right. And nothing less ever possibly can or will for you are a child of the infinite, craving infinity, a son or daughter of the eternal, yearning eternity, a child of the living God, longing for fellowship with the living God, and satisfied by nothing less than that, nothing less than a vital daily companionship with God, which you can have and grow in more and more with every passing day from here to eternity, beginning by faith, right here, right now, this very moment. Write to us, will you, at the Spiritual Renaissance Institute for some free literature on the spiritual life which I've written. Growing spiritually, finding God, getting to know God, seven principles of prayer, the fatherhood of God, the brotherhood of man, life after death, what happens when you die? Does life go on and what does it mean for you? All of this literature, yours free, simply writing to the Spiritual Renaissance Institute. Write to us at the Spiritual Renaissance Institute, Box 3080, Oakhurst, California, 93644, United States of America. This is a non-sectarian, non-profit program proclaiming the dawning spiritual renaissance, the fatherhood of God and the brotherhood of man, the worldwide family of God. And so for now, this is Vern Benham Grimsley saying, May God's will be done by you. Good day.